Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Next, I want to introduce our guest speaker for today. Pastor Steve is the one that planted American Canyon campus many years ago. Actually, in 2009, I want to say. And so, yeah, how many know that's a few years back? And so we are one church, two campuses, two locations is how we like to say it. Uh, Pastor Steve uh, pastors Foothill Christian in Napa, where we were a part of until we got the boot. I mean, we got called to uh, minister over here in American Canyon. And we were formerly at the school at Canyon Oaks Elementary. How many remember those days? Yeah. And then we came over here in 2019. Pastor Steve is a friend, but more importantly, I, I believe he's a mentor to me. He's been a mentor to me, even though he's younger than me. Uh, he is my mentor. So why don't you get on your feet and give him a big hand as he comes today to bring us the word. All right. Well, thank you. Those are some kind words right there. We won't talk about how much younger I am than you, or it will lose its value. Well, look at somebody next to you and say, you might be going the wrong way. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you know how many marriage fights would not happen if everybody knew the right way to go? You know, direction is an important thing, isn't it? Knowing where to go how to get there and the right way to do it. And there's been so many arguments and fights, even on the way to church, how to get there. And then now you add to the mix Google Maps. Some lady's voice kicks in and says, I'm rerouting you. You're going the wrong way. I've been told you can get a nice voice in there, you know, something from Australia or something where it's a little sweeter. But here's the deal. The Lord wants you to know and for me to know that, that he has direction for us. And, and probably the most concerning thing in your life and in my life is when we have a lack of direction. But here's the problem with direction. We don't really like directions from somebody else. See, I kind of think I know where I'm going. You know, and just about the time, you know, you think, I got this. Like, I'm you know, I grew up, you know, let's say in, in Napa all my life. I know the right way to get from here to there. I don't need no lady on no telephone telling me what to do. She don't know. And my wife going, you got to listen to her. No, man, I've, I've done this a thousand times, right? I know it's a short route. And I'm going here, and basically I don't want directions. I don't want directions, right? So we do it my way. Well, somehow the stinking lady on the phone, she knows there's a car wreck, and it's all backed up on my way. And her way was right, man. Talk about eating crow on that one. It was just like, you know, it's a reminder that that sometimes we we want direction, and then and then we but we won't ask for it, or sometimes somebody will bring you direction, and then you won't receive it. You'll just fight it off. And the Lord says, "I have direction for you. I am uh, the way. I am the truth, and I am the life." And you say, well, Pastor, you know, I mean, what, you know, I need direction in my life. You know, there are, there are so many areas that you and I need direction. We need direction in our finances. You may be here this morning or this afternoon, and you think, I, I really do need some direction in my finances. Where I'm at, I don't know what, what the next step is. Did you know we need direction in our relationships? Do you know sometimes you need directions in your marriage? 
You talk to one spouse and go, I don't need a direction. She needs the directions. And I talk to her and she goes, no, I'm good. He needs directions. Well, well, the Lord says, I want to give you direction in your spiritual well-being. I want to give you direction in your physical life, your physical well-being. I want to give you direction in your emotions. And then the question then becomes, am I willing to trust in what he tells me? Can I trust that he's the way? And if you've been a believer in Jesus Christ for any period of time, you begin to learn that, that I believe in the Lord, but over my life's period where I've made bad mistakes and he cleaned it up for me and he forgave me and he helped me and got me back on track, and then there's times where he told me what to do and I listened to those directions and I followed them, but it came out perfectly. On all that historical evidence, I believe all the more. That's a beautiful phrase. I believe in the Lord, but I believe all the more. The longer I am in relationship with the Lord, the more secure I am in just obeying His words. You know, we, we obey. Uh, we looking at, I was preaching this morning, and, and there was a man who believed. Everybody believed that Jesus was a miracle worker. You know, that's never really refuted in the Bible. People never attacked him and said, no, you're not performing miracles. Those are all a joke or they're not happening. It's a sleight of hand. Nobody ever did that. They couldn't refute. But, but many of those people believed he was a miracle worker, but they didn't believe he was the son of the Most High God and the Messiah. And, and, and so... In the story this morning, uh, that I preached in, in Napa, basically he took a, a nobleman and he said, I know you believe me as miracle, but I want you to believe my words. And he said, I'm going to give you direction. I'm going to send you somewhere. And if you'll take my directions and go where I tell you to go, when you get to the end of it, your son will be supernaturally healed. And in the process, he took his little seed of faith. He believed he was a miracle worker. And then he believed the words of Jesus Christ. And when his son was healed, he became a, a follower of Jesus Christ in the way. And so I, I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about a series that I, I did a couple weeks ago. And it's, it's the seven sayings of Jesus. Uh, there are seven sayings in the book of John. So when we look at the gospel of John, it says very clearly that, that John is, is the beloved of Jesus Christ. He says there's seven I am statements that Jesus makes. Jesus makes the, the I am statement that I am the light of the world. He says, I'm a shepherd. I'm the gate. And he goes through and he mentions all these I am statements. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he gets to, he gets to the one statement where he says, uh, I am uh, the resurrection and the life. I am the door. I am the shepherd. I am the light of the world. I'm the bread of life. And the one I want to look at today is I am the way, the truth, and the life. Say that. The way, the truth, and the life. If I, he says, I'm the way, I'm going to give you direction. And what I, the direction I give you is truth, and it will provide amazing life for you and I. Now, the believer, uh, John, John is the, the writer of the, the gospel of John. And his whole goal is that you and I might believe in Jesus Christ and believe in him all the more. So he takes these seven I am statements and he says, Jesus is trying to say, I want you to know who I am. I'm not, I, I want you to just know me for what I do. I want you to know who I am. I love the, this, the last song that we sang right at the end. It, it said that, uh, what, what's the last phrase of the song well, on the chorus where it says, uh, your love is in me, and then I might love those around me? 
lead me into your love and then lead me into those to those around me. And what that verse says is this. When we're trying to find the direction of the Lord, that verse is saying, and it agrees with Scripture, that when I begin to love Him and fall in love with Him and get close to Him, I automatically get direction. Have you ever had a fight with somebody that you love? I'll tell you what's going on in that moment. Somebody's got an idea we ought to go this way, and the other one's got an idea we ought to go this way. When you have fights over finances, what's the problem? Direction. What's the problem in a how to raise your kids, direction. And, and somehow you have to get in a room and get a counselor, get Pastor Rick, and you got to work it out, and you have to all come to agreement. We love each other. What's better for this, what's best for this kid, and get some counsel. And then as a joint team, a mom and a dad get together, they lead forward in raising that child the way he should go. In the same way, Jesus is not, his direction is not all that mysterious. The closer you are to him, you're just to do what he tells you to do. You're to love. That The last part of that verse says, now go and love those around you. His love in me leads me to love other people. That's the direction he wants for me. And so we're going to look at, at John, the writer. And, and as, we, as we go into this story, we're going to go to, um, we're gonna go to John chapter 1. We're going to look through 1 through 12. We're going to look at this story, and I, I need to set it up. You can imagine at the Last Supper, John is recounting, the writer John is recounting the Last Supper. Jesus has, this is an extremely difficult, awkward moment for all the disciples. They're sitting there, and Jesus says, everything's going to fall apart by the end of the night. He said, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, he says, one of you is going to betray me. and that, That'll mess up a dinner. Amen. Can you just say, man, somebody in the house is stealing from mom and dad. Man, the dinner comes to a halt until we figure out who's been stealing from mom and dad, which one did it, right? And, he, and then finally, that's Judas. He's the one I put my, my hand, the bread, in this bowl. When their hand is in it with me, that's the one that's going to betray me. So all of a sudden, Jesus gets up and leaves dinner. He's the betrayer. And then Jesus says, you know, all of you guys are going to gonna break relationship with me, and you're going to run and, and, you know, within just 24 hours. Within 24 hours, he's going to end up at a cross. He looks at Peter and says, listen, you're going to betray me. Uh, you're going to disown me three times. Um, so this is just a, a tough dinner. And then Jesus says, I'm going to go away. What do you mean you can go away? It's like, how are you gonna, how, what's the way forward? And everybody in this supper is saying, if what you're saying is true, then there's no direction. I don't know what we're supposed to do. If you go away, then this we're going back to what we used to do. We're going back to fishing. And this, this gets really difficult. They leave the supper, and they're headed towards the Garden of Gethsemane. And on that walk there, they have this discussion. And they're all concerned about, what are we going to do when you leave? This is all a mess right now if what you're saying is true. And you're going to end up at a cross. And then you're going to die. And then you're going to raise from the dead. And Jesus says, don't worry. I got this. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I will give you direction, the direction you need for every area of your life. And I'm going to go away into heaven. So he says he's going away to heaven, and he goes, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Well, if you go there, then we're all by ourselves down here, and I still don't get how we get any direction. 
And so in, in that context, we enter into this passage with all these disciples really confused about how could we even have direction on how to move forward if you go away, Jesus. All right, so let's read. John chapter 1, let's look at verses 1 through 12. It says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. So Jesus says, everybody calm down. You believe in God, believe also in me. So he says, set your heart at ease. Here's what's interesting. He says, the one who seems a man, that would be Jesus, is asking all men to give him precisely the same faith and confidence that they have in God the Father. He says, listen, uh, you know, because they were still struggling with when I see Jesus, I actually see the Father. Everything John says in his gospel, everything Jesus says, everything I say, everything I do is what the Father has told me to do. And I don't do anything except what he said. And so, so in light of that, he's saying, if you stay close to me, you know what our Heavenly Father wants. You know what I want. You know what the direction will be. Look at verse 2. My father's house has many rooms. So he says he's going away. He says, if this were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Everybody said, I will come back. You know, the Lord, our Heavenly Father, uh, and Jesus are in heaven. And Jesus said, I don't want you to be alone. I will give you the Holy Spirit. And he's given us the Holy Spirit while we're here on earth. But isn't there something comforting knowing that he's coming back? Can you just say amen? He might be coming back real soon in light. If you watch news, you probably think he's coming back tomorrow. Amen. Man, be careful of the news. You'll go crazy in one day, right? You, you know, when we look at the world we live in, if we're not careful, here's what messes us up. We, we get sideways when we, we hear all the commotion in the news. We, we get nervous about, you know, the finances in the world we live in. We get nervous about, you know, the, the world we live in, the leadership in the world we live in, the craziness that we all see. And if we're not careful, we can lose direction because we're sidetracked with worry. And, and here's one thing I know. When, when I am headed in the direction that I believe God's called me to go, and I'm doing the right things, and I'm heading that direction, there's something very secure and peaceful on the inside knowing I'm going in the right direction. And, and I know that when I get there, it's, it's going to work out. It's, it's going to be amazing. You know, the opposite is true. When you think you're going in the right direction, and everything you see, there's these signs around you that say, I'm not going in the right direction. My marriage is falling apart. My finances are falling apart. I'm not doing good at work. My emotions are off the chart. Uh, there are some signs that somehow I'm not following the direction of my Heavenly Father. And the, and the truth is, is, is that he, he wants to give us that direction. I remember I went camping with my brother one time. And I typically uh, know where I'm at. I can walk into the woods, you know, a couple days and come back out. And, and, and I don't get lost. I usually don't need any help. And, and I've been that way my whole life, so I, I kind of feel more secure than I probably should be, right? Well, I went in uh, the woods one day with my brother, and me and him backpacked, so we kind of go in really deep for, you know, a little ways. And we went in at night. And, you know, you, get no, you have no bearing at night. I was just following him. And then the next day, my knucklehead brother, being the fun guy he is, he just takes off and leaves me, and he goes out goofing off for a couple hours. I have no, and then it dawns me, I have no idea how to get out of here. I mean, if something happens with him, because I, I walked in at nighttime, and I, I'm looking now, I, don't, I, I didn't even know what north and south was because I didn't walk in when the sun was up. 
And I, I just remember at that moment, it was one of the first times, like, man, I'm not very secure. I know how to get out of here. And I just remember how troubling it is, the anxiety and, and all the, the just wrenching, the, the confusion of having a lack of direction. And we get that in when we're in a marriage problem. We get that in a finance problem. We get that in an emotional problem. We get that when we have a health challenge, and we got to go talk to doctors, and then we have to get direction. And sometimes we're asking God, I need you in the middle of this. I need to decide, do I have the surgery? Do I not have this? I need direction. And Jesus says, be comforted. He says, the good news is I am the way, the one that provides direction direction and i am the truth and the direction i give you will absolutely be truthful even if your husband disagrees with it he's wrong amen i, I am the the king of king of the lord of lords and he goes i'm the way the truth and, and the life there's there's amazing life that comes in knowing i'm headed in the right direction doing the right thing so jesus has all this in store for you and i and the writer john is is trying to to paint this picture of what the disciples are going through. And, and look what it says in verse 4. You, you know the way to the place where I am going. So he says, you guys relax. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go. I'm going to set up a place for you. I'm coming back. Look, look at verse 5. Thomas jumps up. Now, you guys remember Thomas, right? He, he's the guy that, I ain't going to believe nothing, man. I don't believe Jesus is alive unless I touch the holes in his hand, the hole in his side. And he's one of those guys that says, seeing is believing. Jesus says, and this is countercultural, right? Jesus comes and says, blessed are those who believe and don't see, right? So, so down in Thomas, this is before the crucifixion. So even here we, we see Thomas downing. Look, look what he says. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't even know where you're going. So how can, how can we know the way forward? And Jesus answered and said, here it is. I am the way, the truth in the life and no one comes to the father except through me he's saying the way to my father to the kingdom of heaven where i'm a preparing a place for you is to stay close to me to love me in such a way that i have his heart as the song said to stay so close to him that i love the father and he sends me to go love other people there's no doubt that that's one of the directions that god has for us and when i'm doing that a lot of the other stuff the other directions land perfectly in place I, i'm here to tell you if you're part of a blessed family uh then that means you had a mom and dad that, that prayed to the lord asked for direction took you to church read the bible and that's your direction just you know, by staying close to Jesus and loving him, the direction just works itself out. Sometimes you ask and the Lord says, this is exactly what you should do. There are other times where you're asking for direction. The Lord just says, stay close to me. Yeah, but I don't really want, I want more than that. Can we just talk about the next two years? Because I'm worried about my finances and my wife's going to kill me if I don't have a home for her. No, 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 no. And he goes, no, just stay close to me. No, I need a better answer than that one, right? And he says, no, just stay close to me and watch what I do. And you know that in every event where he gives you direction or he says, stay close to me and I'll guide you. Remember, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod and my staff slaps me on the left side and the right side. Jesus is pointing me in the right direction as we're going. He's not telling me where he's going, but he's just pushing me around as a sheep and getting me on the right direction. They comfort me. They comfort me. 
there's extreme comfort knowing that you've yielded. And here it is. This is what I'm asking you to do this morning. This is the challenge. I'm willing to yield the directions of my life to Jesus Christ. I'm willing to yield my life, my finances, the way I'm a uh, the way I'm to be a husband to my wife, I yield his direction over my direction. I yield my emotions to him. Lord, I can stay fixated on the, all the anxious stuff, and i gotta, I got to do the great exchange. It says, you know, be anxious for nothing. And in everything, go in prayer to the Lord and, and give it to him. And he says, I'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. That's his direction. And so his direction is extremely comforting. And, and, and Jesus is trying to tell these guys it's going to get real crazy for about 40 days. Jesus is going to die. He's going to raise from the dead on the third, the third day. He's going to raise from the dead. He's going to spend 40 days showing himself over to over 500, 600 different people, uh, letting them know he absolutely physically has risen from the dead. Then he's going to go up into heaven, and, and as the disciples are watching him ascend to heaven, he says, it's going to be all right. Go wait. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be with you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to be your counselor. This is going to be great. All this is coming but it hasn't happened yet, and he's saying, I'm the truth, the way, and the life. And I'm asking you, in the middle of your chaos, will you let me give you direction? Will you? And, and I think sometimes when we think about that, it's like, Pastor, I want his direction. I just don't know what it is. But sometimes if he doesn't give me my directions the way I want them, sometimes I rebel, right? Like, listen, Lord. I, you know, I know, you know, I'm giving financially the church and, you know, you told me to do that and I'm doing that. But I got this problem over here with finances. I'm thinking about making a change. Maybe I'll hold back my money and, and use it over here. And he goes, no, no, don't do that. He, he goes, I have this great miracle. You're going to keep giving and I'm going to supernaturally take care of your finances for you. And I'm going to bless you in a way you couldn't possibly imagine. Now, if I, in that moment, I'm going, yeah, but... See, th th here it is. But I, I could work out a budget where if I save my dive money and I put it over here, I could probably get out of this debt in a year and a half, right? And all of a sudden, and then the Lord does recommend you do a budget and you, you're responsible. But there are times where events, uh, I remember uh, I had an event where it wasn't, it wasn't bad stewardship on my own, but I ended up owing about $30,000. I said, Lord, I in this situation you can go uh, that, and that's nothing compared to hospital bills how do you know that a hospital bill you can just they'll send you a check you owe 125,000 because you went to er for two hours you know i don't know and, and it, but here's the deal lord said listen i i got this i knew this was coming i got it covered I go, all right lord i'm nervous about it but i'll do whatever you ask me to do you just stay on track you stay close to me you keep doing what i do and the lord supernaturally gave me forty thousand dollars to pay that all off at one bill just like that. Now, now, here's the beauty of it, right? He just reminded me. Pastor Rick's favorite verses. Everybody know which one that one is? He's got a couple of them. Proverbs 5, 4, 5, and 6. 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own. In all your ways, trust in his direction or his, his way. And he will direct your path. And it's only when 
there are these moments where he says, I'm not going to tell you the exact direction. I'm going to ask you to trust me. Don't lean on your own understanding. But if you'll do it my way when it's over with, he'll go, man, I'm glad I did it his way. And then when you do it your way, you know what's going to happen? When you do it your way, it's going to be that, that lovely, it's going to be a better voice than the one on Google Maps. But it's going to be the Lord going, what are you doing? <laughs> rerouting, rerouting. He's going to tell you, you got to reroute. You're not, you're not treating your wife like I told you. You're supposed to go ask for forgiveness. Not demand that she ask for forgiveness first, so then you could ask for forgiveness. I told you to go and ask for forgiveness first. Yeah, but she's like 90% of the problem. I'm only 10% of this problem. I think she should go first, and I shouldn't go first. He goes, I didn't ask you who goes first. Get over there and ask her to forgive you. And then he does it, and then he, it's, it all clears up. And, and, and there's unity back in the marriage. You see, there, there's just times where you just got to trust the Lord. He really is the way, the truth, and the life. And life is better when you do it his way. Amen? Look at somebody next to you and say, I'm going to listen harder to the Lord. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to uh, Tom, Thomas said, uh, you know, where are we going? He said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Look at verse 7. And if you really know me, Jesus says, you will know my father as well. From now on, you know him and have seen him. And then Philip jumps in. Lord, show us the Father. That will be enough for us. If you could just, you know, you know, download a video on YouTube where I could see the Heavenly Father, I'm good. I'm all in, man. This is perfect. Let's do it. Just, and he's just going, really? I just told you nothing I say or do is, 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 is outside of what the Father tells me to do. I, whatever, whatever I say, the Father has told me to say. Whatever I do, the Father. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he's, he's just trying to give him direction. You know enough. I've given you enough direction. You just haven't figured it out yet. You're not listening. He says, continue to do what I asked you to do. Love the Lord with all your heart. Love your neighbor just as yourself. Now, I got like three neighbors. That's easy. There's that one neighbor, though. I don't know, man. <laughs> that one's going to be hard to love on, right? But the Lord's direction didn't give me the okay to pick and choose, did it? Sometimes the, the neighbor that drives you the craziest is the one that you'll end up leading to the Lord. I'll just leave that with you. Amen. All right. So Philip, Philip says, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus says, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been with you so long? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves that I have performed. So, so he's having this conversation with them. And he's just saying, listen, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the direction that you need. Let me find this page right here. Do you have the slide? I'm trying to figure out, do you have the slide on the questions right at the end? That's what I was asking. I have them in my notebook, but I don't have it on my paper. Is there, is there anything after this? No, that's fine. 
on your phone? Yeah, there they are. Thank you. You're good, man. Everybody give her a hand clap. Amen. I brought two sermons with me. I'm shuffling through paper. I have Napa sermon, this sermon. I, I left one page at home. How do you know when you're on the right path? When you're on the right path, God will allow tests, trials, and even temptations. Why? That they might benefit you. When you're on the right path, it will not go perfectly, but you will be protected by God if you're on the right path. But the opposite is true. If you're not on the right path, things won't go perfectly and you won't be protected, right? When you are in, on the right path, you will attract light-minded spiritual family and real people uh, or repel people who love sin. Do you know God's path is for us to love, the na- love our neighbor, love the sinner, but we're to have a spiritual family. We should be spending more time with them than we should others. Do you know that sometimes God's path will be uh, you're hanging out with somebody you shouldn't be hanging out with, and I want you to get rid. I want you to, to spend less time with them. You can love them, you can invite them to church, but you spend way too much time with them, and they're unbelievers, and they're they're bad for you. You will know that you are on the right path when the Holy Spirit uh, in you puts your conscience at peace. When you're not at peace, it's real, real possible that you're not on the right path. So, so I'm asking this morning. Here's the question: Are you willing? to yield to jesus said i am the way the truth and life he said i just want you to trust me i just want you to trust me i just want you to do exactly what i tell you to do and if you'll do it i'll direct you and sometimes my direction will simply be stay close to me love me keep going to church keep praying and i will work this out i'm not going to give you the details but i'll work it out but in all those situations if you know you're in the right position and there's this peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you have an area of your life that you're not experiencing peace, then, then you may need more clarity on direction from the Lord. And then when he gives it, 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 might, be a, it might be tough. The direction might be tough. But you're to do it anyways. And if you do, then you won't believe how secure you feel. No matter what comes my way, if I'm just loving the Lord as best I can, it's not going to be perfect. But if, if I'm doing my best to become the person he created me to be, I'm preaching the word, I'm, I'm reading his word, I'm praying daily, and I'm getting good counsel from my pastor and those in the church, my spiritual family, God is going to bring direction. He, he absolutely will. I, I, I remember um, I had a buddy of mine, he was in the hospital, and, and he had gotten covid and he, he's had lung problems his entire life. I mean, he goes in for therapy every year. So as soon as they, they, they brought him in, he said, uh, uh, he's in there. And they pretty much just said, this is back when it was all going real hot and heavy. And he, he was brought in there, and uh, they said, you know, this, you're not going to make it. They basically just said, with all your lung problems, you're not going to make it. So they gave him a short period of time to live. So he's in there, and this guy's like the prayer warrior of all prayer warriors. I mean, when I want healing, I call this guy. And uh, this guy, uh, he's in there, and, and this was his attitude. I love it. He goes, so, Lord, if there's nothing they're going to do for me, then all that's left is what you're going to do for him. So he started praying for himself. While he's praying for himself, the Lord says, yeah, 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 yeah. You just keep praying for you, praying for you. And, and, and all of a sudden, my buddy said, I just felt like, 
you know, I had told the Lord it was time to stop praying. The Lord knew. I just trust the Lord. So then my buddy turned around and he says, so, Lord, what am I doing here? He goes, I believe you have direction for my life, and you brought me here. So, so he says, I know what I'm going to do. If I only got a few days, he goes, instead of just praying for me, he goes, I'm just going to pray for everybody who walks through the door. So a nurse comes walking in, and a nurse has got knee problems, and uh, he calls her over and says, so what's going on? And, and, and he goes, Can, uh, you know, what's wrong with your knee? And, and, and he goes, well, let me pray for you. So he, he leads over his hospital bed, lays his hands on her, prays for her, and her, she heals her knee. And she goes outside crying, and uh, she tells all the other nurses. So another guy comes in, and he's got a marriage problem. So he said, well, let me pray for you. So he's praying for her. And he goes home, and then uh, there was a breakthrough in the marriage. They asked for forgiveness. So then the doc comes in, and the doc's got a problem. And he starts praying for the doctor. And I can't honestly remember what he did for him, but he prayed for him. And, and before he, he left there, alive and well, um, the Lord had directed him the entire time. He said, I put you here to pray for them, not for them to help you. That was the direction of the Lord. And as soon as that clicked in his heart, he went to town. He just started praying for everybody. He was like, I can't talk to anybody. My family can't come see me. I might as well get them over here by my bedside, have them leak out all their problems, and I'll pray for them. Doesn't that go against everything, though? Internally, right, emotionally? It's like, man, I'm not doing good. They told me I only got so much to live. I kind of like, maybe don't I need to write a piece of paper telling people I love them? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, right? Lord said, ah, don't worry about that. Here's what I want you to do. I'm start to pray for. Quit praying for yourself. Start praying for everybody else. And he walked out of there with no problems whatsoever. Isn't that good? How secure is it doing what the Lord's asked you to do? But here's what I here. So here's the challenge as we close this morning. I'm asking you um, to say, Lord, because this is what we do. I have direction in my life. I think I know what I should be doing and where I'm going. But are you willing to say, Lord, I'm open if you want to change it? Maybe I got it wrong. And to some degree, I have great direction in some areas of my life. Maybe, you know, God has blessed you financially and you've done everything he's ever asked you to do. And you're great with money, but you're, maybe it's relationships. You don't do too well and you need direction. Maybe it's the opposite. But, but are you willing to say, Lord... I'm going to set down what I think I'm doing in my life and where I'm going and where I'm headed, and I'm willing to allow you to change that, to give me direction. And I will do my best to change the way I'm living and begin to be the person you created me to be. I'm telling you, there's no more secure place in the world than to be in that position. And if you think about it, the disciples that changed the entire world, 11 knuckleheads that just went fishing for a living started churches all over the world and the Christian churches we know it today started from 11 guys who left after this speech, after this time with Jesus. He passes away, he fills them with the Holy Spirit, and they changed the world. Um, most of them were martyred for the sake of the kingdom because God had said, this is what I want you to do, and some of it led to some difficult things, but it changed the world we live in. And they were happy and secure and walking through all those challenges because they knew they were on the right path. And they knew the life they had been given was worth living if Jesus was close enough to them. And so would you bow your heads this morning?
Uh, he, he loves you so much, and he cares about you. Jesus was probably a little frustrated with these disciples. They kept asking questions as if they didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't. He finally had to say, don't you know I'm the truth, the way, and the life? Don't you know that? Because I really need you to get this before we get into some difficult times. And, and this would impact them so much that even after they would flee from Jesus and let him go to the cross by himself, other than John, the writer of this book, um, they, they would all come back and fiercely follow the direction of the Lord. That's amazing. And the byproduct of that is your marriage will be better than it's ever been and ever will be. Byproduct of that is your, your finances will be better. I didn't say you'd be richer, but you'll always have everything that God wants you to have to pay your bills and take care of you. The byproduct of that is there's this peace that no matter what comes my way, God's protecting me, my family, and he has this supernatural plan, and it ends up in heaven where there's a home built for me and my family. Amen. So what, 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 where do you, right now I'd like you to ask, Holy Spirit, if you don't know what, what you need direction in, say, Holy Spirit, where do I need new direction? Just pray that. If, you, if that's your heart's desire to get direction this morning, just say, if you do know what it is, do this. Say, Holy Spirit, I need direction as a husband. I need direction as a father. I need direction as a grandparent. I need direction in my finances. Be honest with him. Jesus wants to come back and say, I got this. What do you need direction for? Amen. Holy Spirit, we just love you. We ask you to have your way this morning. Jesus said that he would go away and he would give us the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, you're here. You're with us. You're our counselor. You're our comforter. We need both of those. And we need your help today. I believe this morning, Lord, that there are some of us that just uh, want confirmation that that the direction that they're following right now is, is they just want confirmation that really it's your direction and they're doing the right thing. And, and that's necessary as well. Lord, confirm what we're doing in areas of our life that the direction is correct and we need to stick with it. And for those areas of our life that need a new direction, as the way, the truth, and the life, we, we, we ask you, Jesus, to help us. And we're going to do our best to yield to your direction, even if it goes counter to what we believe is best for our life. We're going to trust you. We're going to believe in you. If that's you here this morning, you say, I want direction in an area. Would you just lift your hand? I'm just going to kind of memorize your hand in your face and be praying for you this week. Yeah, I see those hands. I see those hands all over the building. Yeah. Lord, as we go through this week, um, it's not so terrible uh, that sometimes we just don't know the right direction. We don't know what to do. It isn't like you're even angry with us. 
But you do want us to live a life that's dependent upon you, stays close to you, and is asking for direction all the time to the one who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for all those hands that were raised, Holy Spirit, here's what I pray. I pray that even this week, you would bring clarity to their heart on the direction they should take. Lord, there's um, somebody here is going to be challenged by you, Holy Spirit, to read a book about being a good spouse. A, a, a book that's been written by a, a biblical writer. And, and I believe that you're also obviously challenging them to read everything it says in Scripture about being a, a good spouse. I, I believe someone's going to be challenged with that. And so you just got to take that step. Somebody's going to be challenged in the area of finances. God's going to ask you to do something. It may not make sense, but just do it. And he says, trust me and watch if I don't take care of you. And somebody's concerned about their health. Holy Spirit says somebody's concerned about your health. And he, he says this one, he says this one, you just stay close to me. Stay close to me. I will guide your decision-making process. Uh, doctors, nurses, I will guide all the decision-making process. I won't be able to just uh, just tell you everything is going to be mapped out in the future, but I'm going to take care of you, the Lord says. I'm going to take care of you. I am the way. Uh, I'm not going to show you. Jesus said, I'm not going to show you the way. He says, I am the way. You just stay close to me. Stay close to me. The Holy Spirit says, I, I want you to quit worrying about your health. Holy Spirit says, I want you to quit worrying about your health. I got you. I'm carrying you, and I'm going to carry you through this, and you're going to be all right. You just, you just need to quit worrying. Yes. Amen. I believe it's Philippians 4, too, but there's a, a, somebody who wants direction in the area of emotional wellness. Emotional wellness, and that's the passage that I call the Great Exchange, where he says, be anxious for nothing. And, and you're to read that passage. Uh, read that passage and, and submit your request to the Lord, and he will give you the peace that passes all understanding. I believe he's asking you to go on a journey to read that passage and, and just say, Lord, I need peace of the peace that passes all understanding. I don't know how to exchange my anxiety for peace. I don't know how to do that. But I'm going to read that, and because you're the way, the truth, and life, you're going to help me do that when I can't do it by myself. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, Holy Spirit, we're so grateful that you would even begin to direct us now. But I'm praying for everybody that wants direction in an area of their life, Holy Spirit, that this week you would drop information, truth, because it's, it's the way, the truth. So the, the next step is, Jesus, you're going to say, I am the way. And then you're going to say, I'm going to drop truth into your heart. And then I'm going to give you an amazing life that goes with it. That's the direction process. So I'm praying this week you drop truth. Drop truth. There'll be wise counsel that will come to you this week. And the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to send it to you. And it's going to give you insight on the direction, the next step you're to take. And he says, I want you to be looking for it. I want you to listen for it. 
And when it happens, you'll know it. And he says, then begin to walk in that. So when we've seen you, Jesus, we've seen the Father. We want to love you. We want you to give us your heart. Give us your love that we might love others. We, we do know direction um, can concisely be narrowed down to the great command of love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's a direction that's very clear cut. And if we're not doing that at all, then we're definitely moving in the wrong direction. We have to do better at that. And a lot of things fall into place, Lord, when I'm in your house on Sunday morning and I'm in a small group. When I'm here doing that, Lord, staying close to you, loving and worshiping you, getting in a small group, inviting my neighbors to church, Lord, when I do those things, Lord, I absolutely know that's your direction and you'll honor that, Lord. And there'll be great blessings to come with that. I pray blessings over this church. I pray blessings over Pastor Rick and Anna. Lord, I am so grateful for them. I consider them uh, brother and sister in ministry. I love them so much. They live a life of integrity. I think what I love most about them, Lord, is they love your word. They absolutely, Pastor Rick loves your word so dearly, and I, I appreciate that about him. I appreciate his counsel in my life, his words of wisdom in my life. And I'm so thankful for everybody in this room that is being blessed by their ministry. And I thank you for the girls, the young ladies that uh, lead in worship, Lord. They pray blessing over them. I pray healing over Bianca. Uh, Lord, that you just heal that precious voice of hers, Lord. And we pray that in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Rick. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.